I think I, I'm just more prone to seeing them as opposed to, like, anything else. Because, like, yeah. I know that Riss gets, like, feelings and, like, when she tries to communicate, she gets messages and, like, numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But with me, I typically see them. You just see them flat out. Wow. Um, How do they appear to you when you see them? It's just like seeing a regular person. Okay. Um, it, it's like seeing a regular person, but... You look at them, and there's, like, a very small sense in you that's, like, that's not right. able to see the dead, hear them, receive messages from them, receive visitations in your dreams. We'll continue with part three of Is Our Job Haunted by the Ghost of Charlie Chaplin with my sit down with Jolene, one of the roommates of the infamous dormitory room 101. We'll soon learn why this dormitory in particular has a lot of activity and Jolene could be the key to that activity. We learn that she embodies a gift stronger than any other individual that has the gift of sight. We'll also learn that her gift is not only extraordinary, but can also have little consequences. So join us on our sit down with Jolene of Is Our Job Haunted by the Ghost of Charlie Chaplin? Hollywood can be one strange and weird place. The following interview was recorded on February 20th of 2020 for our Saturday Night Ghost Club podcast on our Patreon page. Please pardon any outside noise pollution as this was recorded during a busy time during school hours. In other words, don't add us as we get Holly weird. Also, we highly recommend that you listen to Is Our Job Haunted by the Ghosts of Charlie Chaplin Part 1 and Part 2 to get you caught up for this segment. Stick around after this episode if you want to learn how to become a Holly Weird Patreon member, as well as a member of our Saturday Night Ghost Club. Now let's get Holly Weird. Tell me your so your name if you want to share your name. Uh yeah sure I guess. <laughs> um I'm Jolene Hadley. Uh I don't know what Riss has already told you, but I have seen her several times. Mm-hmm. Um we believe her name is Cheryl. I don't know if again I have no idea what you know, so I'm just gonna it's probably yeah, repeat of information. Yeah, yeah. Um I've seen her a few times in dreams, just like standing here. Mm-hmm. Um and one of them she just looked at me and nothing happened. It was weird. Uh and another one. She didn't speak, but it was like she kind of, it seemed like she gave me the information. Like, it was just kind of images and, like, essences of things. Yeah. Um, but what what got me, I told Riss about it. Uh, I woke up one morning, mm-hmm. and I always close my closet before I go to bed. Um, but, you know, I'm not above saying that I just forgot. Yeah. Whatever, that wasn't the issue. <laughs> uh, but it was open about this much, so I probably, like, four or five inches mm-hmm. and um i woke up and nothing was 
like different there was no noises or anything my alarm hadn't gone off I just like felt weird and then I looked and I saw it was like a flash of very very light blonde like curlyish hair yeah and it like went from here to here as though she ducked out of the way so I wouldn't see her mm-hmm. and just like a little tiny bit of her face oh my god um, it scared the... Uh, it would... I, for me, too. It's like the I'm, ring with blonde hair. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna... I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but it scared me very, very badly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. We, we, the things we say, too, in our podcast. Yeah. No, yeah, it scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah. I mean, that's... But, vaguely putting it in, in the sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I just... She's not malicious at all. It just really startled me first thing in the morning. Why do you think she's more connected to you? Because she seems like she appears... To you more often than the other girls. I've seen things my entire life, um, a lot. But uh I I think I I'm just more prone to seeing them as opposed to like anything else. Cause like yeah. I know that Riss gets like feelings and like when she tries to communicate she gets messages and like numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But with me I typically see them. You just see them flat out. Wow. Um how do they appear to you when you see them? It's just like seeing a regular person. Okay. Um, it's like seeing a regular person, but you look at them and there's like a very small sense in you that's like, that's not right. Yeah. Um, yeah, she wasn't like transparent or anything. If that's what you're asking. Yeah, I know. It was just like... I feel of- like they're going to show themselves the way they want to show themselves. Yeah. Like if it's full bodied or a mist or an orb i mean they have different ways of sharing or showing themselves to you so yeah um and that was the first that was like the probably the most i saw of her have Um, you picked up on other things around here have you seen other things on this campus (laughs) oh please no share like i i I, go because i've always had this sense that there's things there that we i just can't see them but i know that they're there um one interesting thing to me like i said i've seen like spirits my entire life that's not new to me but one thing that's interesting to me about this campus is that this has been the place where i've heard them and like actual had actual interactions without seeing them which is like really weird to me it's like having a blind conversation um what do you interact with here well in our last apartment uh (laughs) room 310 Mm -hmm. um we had two fairly active ones one of them just brought a concentrated like stench <gasps> to one part of the room um and it, it like it would come and go and it, and again it like we did a lot of checking it out because at first we thought it was like an electric fire like an electric spark like something was wrong because we have a lot of video games right um but like we checked that we checked the vents we checked like all of our plugs all of our outlets everything and there was nothing and it was like if the smell had a like a color and you could actually see it it would be contained it was like literally in like a perfect little area and as soon as you stepped out of that it was gone that's so interesting like walking to a wall of it um did you ask it why do you smell so bad <laughs> uh, i don't know well that one we didn't really like so we just kind of told it go away most of the time <laughs> um we had a i had a friend come in and like see if it was malicious cuz i know that sometimes the more negative ones can smell like sulfur and yeah. stuff. And I couldn't identify the smell. It was the weirdest thing I've ever... Oh, my God. Um, and she told me it wasn't malicious, so it got to chill. And then um, the other one, I, I miss her. Uh, she used to flicker our lights. 
Oh, wow. And it was only the dining room light above, like, above the dining table with the fan and stuff. And she would do it on cue. Like, if you asked her if she was home, she'd flick it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. She was really, really cool. Um, and she just left all of a sudden one day. Yeah. yeah I tend I had, to do that. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had the same friend come in, and, like, we talked, and it's how I know it's a, a, a woman, a young lady. Um, but she never wanted to show herself, and that's that's fine. It just, again, it was, like, a weird... I wasn't used to that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, one day she just left, and I haven't seen or heard anything from her since, but... Um, and then I know Riss has told you about the cowboy. Yeah, have you seen the cowboy? I I saw him in a dream (laughs) the night before last. (laughs) I forgot to tell you. Um, he was just, it was like a split second where I I almost thought... Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, I didn't like it. I saw him and I was like... Um, well, it's not that he, he feels negative. I was just like, again? Yeah. Um... (laughs) <laughs> and then another one that, again, it's like a, a sense and not an actual sight, which bothers the hell out of me. Um, there's one that hangs out in their bathroom mm-hmm. and, like, in the doorway. What is the so, de- Yeah, I've heard about that. Like, what's so, the deal with that one? Uh, obviously, it's the podcast. You can't see. Sorry. Yeah, but it's okay. It's like you walk into our separator door mm-hmm. and their bathroom door is, like, right to the right on the inside. And it always feels like there's someone just, like, leaning in the door frame. Yeah, just like this, looking at you. You can you sense if it's a man or a woman? I think it's female. And she's <laughs> that's Rissa's okay. theory. And she's like, "Are you coming in?" <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like it happens all the time. But there, like sometimes I just wake up in the middle of the night and um, I like go in the kitchen to get water and then come back. Mm-hmm. But like. I'm again this is something that like it's not new to me but there are some nights where I'm coming back in from the kitchen and all of my senses are just like so alarmed at that presence that I literally won't turn my back to the door really I'll walk my back to the wall and like slip into my bedroom because like it feels so much oh my god and I don't I don't think I don't think she's necessarily malicious it's just she's an intense it's intense Oh, that's so interesting. Do you think that a lot of, like, what you feel, do you think it's attached to this, like, this specific building? Were they from before people that lived here and possibly died in this building or maybe on this land? I personally think all of Hollywood and probably just all of Los Angeles in general is really haunted. It's got an old, bloody history. Yes, it does. It's just... I kind of knew that coming into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like, great. <laughs> I, I think... I, I mean, I, it could be associated with the land, but some... Like, Cheryl, she feels too old mm-hmm. to have been from, like, this building. Mm-hmm. Like, her, she seems older to me. Like, not old as in, like, age, but as yeah. in like, how long she's been that she's way. She's been that way, yeah. Um, have you ever sensed the entity of Charlie Chaplin around here? Or seen him, possibly. Um, no. <laughs> I had a lot of friends talk about him. Um, and they asked me to come in the room and see him. But I didn't see him. I have kept my eye out, though. Um, <laughs> we, uh, my, The same friend who was helping me communicate uh, did a, mm-hmm. a session with a pendulum asking yeah. questions. And just for shits and giggles, she asked, like, is this Charlie Chaplin? Um, and 
we thought it was kind of suspicious because it told us no, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a small calm no. Yeah. Her pendulum went absolutely apeshit no, like an over the top no, like it was angry that it kept asking, that we kept asking if that's what it was. Oh, uh, they're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm his brother! So. I existed! Just kidding. <laughs> um, and then I, I, we think, or Riss mostly thinks this is associated to Cheryl, but we have a lot of things go missing around here. Yes, she was telling me about that. It's very frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, that things Um, just disappear. Even Bella has told me that things things go missing. And this happens in some hauntings, especially with children. Mm -hmm. They tend to be very overly precocious with that. Yeah, I I haven't taken off my necklace that my sister got me. Because I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would put a lot of salienite in this room if I were you. (laughs) Just to repel them. I have a quartz tower. But, oh, good, <laughs> good. Um, Have you seen anything else in um, in the building, like in the classrooms or whatnot? Um, it wasn't a clear thing, um, but there was there was a time um, last semester where I had to go into the basement because I had forgotten something, mm-hmm. and a lot of people report being uncomfortable down there. Um, Mabel, my roommate, she is a custodian on the weekends sometimes. She asked me to go with her because she didn't want to be on there alone. And now she doesn't do it anymore. I noticed that. Um, Does she, before asking you or hearing about it, does she feel like there was some weird energy there? Well, see, Mabel doesn't like spirits. And so her coping mechanism is to pretend they don't exist. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) From what we recorded her a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Yeah, so she... It's like, even if she does feel anything, she won't tell me because she doesn't want to acknowledge it. So yeah. I have no idea um, how she feels about that. But um, no, I had to go down there late one night last semester because I was stage managing um, one of the second year's grad plays. And I walked down and I was getting kind of near the costume shop, prop shop area. And then all the way at the other end mm-hmm. by the other staircase up, like kind of by the, the gun closet. Yeah. It, it was like at the very end, right by that, um, that door, it was just dark. Wow. Like the light just didn't reach it, even though there are lights right above that part of the like hallway. It was just like a dark fog right in front of the door. And I turned around and I left. (laughs) Have you felt anything in my shop or seen anything in my costume shop? Um, in your costume shop? No, but I also haven't been in there for. <laughs> I also haven't been in there for extended periods of time. I hope not because there I is a, kind there's of a man in there. From what oh. Rissa picked up is because I, I knew something was going to be attached to one of these items yeah. I bought, and it was beautiful a beautiful vintage. It was like a suit, and it's Oliver. Oliver. Oh, from... that's what you were telling me about. <laughs> Oliver made his presence known today. He's so. Yeah, so. I I haven't been in the prop shop for more than five minutes at a time, so mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but I, I I do know that that thing whatever was happening at the end of the hallway I I haven't experienced it since then. Mm-hmm. But I also if I were to have to go to, back down there at night, I would either have someone or something with me. Yeah. Um, and yeah and during the day and i don't understand because i even went back and checked the next time i had class in the basement like looking at the light and how the light splayed down and it nothing it it was like a just i wouldn't even call it a black mist it was just an absence of light yeah the light was being sucked out of that part of the room wow 
Yeah. <laughs> now your gifts is is it something that's been passed down from generation to generation or every other generation like um, with Rissa? I don't know. Mm-hmm. My parents my, my my parents and my grandparents don't really like to talk about that kind of stuff. Oh, I um, see. They're a very traditional family and so death itself like if anyone dies it's kind of like a taboo thing. Oh. Um like we don't we don't talk about that. Um there have been a few things that have made me think that my mom might, mm-hmm. but I have no idea. Um, my sister's... That was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, do your sisters uh, have anything? My, my brothers haven't said anything. Um, one of my sisters, bless her heart, <laughs> she, she wants to, and she's seen, like, our, her, our house that we grew up in mm-hmm. was, like, really haunted, and she's seen what they've done. Like one of oh, them, wow. one of them had been balancing a bowl and a spoon at really odd levels mm-hmm. in our house, and she saw that. But as far as like sensing them or seeing them goes, she's basically blind. Oh wow! Um, and then my other sister, she can see them and she can feel them, mm-hmm. um, and she's very, very emotionally vulnerable. So there are times where she just gets overwhelmed with their emotions. Like I've seen her break down crying for no reason, and oh, then she's wow. like, "Oh, there was a girl here," and I was like, "Yeah." Oh. <laughs> um, very clairsentient. And then I started seeing them and feeling them when I was, like, way too young. I was, like, five. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And was it something that, like, you couldn't even, obviously, you couldn't even tell your mom. Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you, how did you process that as a five-year-old? Um, (laughs) I just kind of cried a lot. Um, because, well, I, I, like... I tried to tell my mom about it, and it freaked her out. And I remember yeah. she was so upset, and I didn't like seeing my mom upset. So I was like, oh, so I won't say anything. But the first, like, one of the first apparitions that appeared to me that I really remember... Um, I'm getting shaken up. <laughs> uh, was a fireman. Mm-hmm. And he had died in a fire trying to save someone. And I was probably, like, seven or eight. And I woke up at, like, one o'clock in the morning... And I, like, felt someone looking at me, and I was up in my bunk bed. And I looked down across the room to my closet, and he was standing in front of my closet. But because he had died in the fire, half of him was, like, burnt and melted. Oh, man. Um, so it's – we talked about this in our podcast, mm-hmm. you know, with individuals who have your abilities. I mean, can the dead show themselves as, like, just as a regular person, or do they show – or can they also show them – or appear them – selves in the manner that they passed both both um, okay it, it it's their choice wow but it also it also depends some of them are weaker like some of them have less hold on this world um those ones usually just appear as they've died like for example um that that fireman he he wasn't here for any other reason than that he hadn't been laid to rest properly and that's what he was trying to tell you he tried to speak. He tried to speak, and you and you you're like, it's not working, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. So what ended up happening after that? Um, I told my sister about it, and she she freaked out. And this was the sister that has like no sense of it at all. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, but I, after that, I just like kind of kept an eye out for him and for any of the others, and, um. I think it was about two months after the first time I saw him, he came to me in a dream, mm-hmm. and I just sat down and I talked with him. 
Was he still in the same manner in his in your dream? Like he looked the same? Oh yeah, wow! Except he had a voice in my dream. <sighs> okay. Um, it was very. It, it he was kind of half burnt, so it was yeah, really. It's really. It was hard to hear him. It was like very hollow sounding and very weak. Yeah. Um. But I I just I sat and I talked with him and I asked him what happened and that's how I know. Um. And we just kept talking about little things and then I woke up and I didn't see him again oh. so I think he just wanted to be acknowledged because I think he might have been forgotten about poor thing but uh yeah how old were you again I was like seven Jesus seven or eight. it's like I wish they would know like can you, they <laughs> approach you when you're a little older yeah like, like now it would freak me out but I could handle maybe it maybe a few years <laughs> after I don't know your quince or bar mitzvah or something yeah. like <laughs> When you're um, of age to acknowledge <laughs> them, you know, in that manner. Yeah. But they don't care. They don't know. They just feel like, um, little girl's fine. Why not? Yeah. She, yeah. She's, she's, I'm happy. She sees me. Let's I go. have no face. It's okay. <laughs> um, I also have a little girl, mm-hmm. not, not Cheryl. Um, and she's, she's, I feel like she's more of a guardian at this point. Um, I was playing in my, I'm sorry. I don't know if you want to hear yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> I was playing in my backyard when I was, like, younger, and my mom had these plants. She was an awful gardener. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this, like, tall grass near the base of one of them. Mm-hmm. And I noticed one day that it had been, like, moved weird. And so I went over to inspect it, and it was, like, the dry, dead yellow grass. Yeah. And it had been smoothed out to make, like, a little cove of mm-hmm. grass. And there was a little stone bird sitting in it oh in, my in, in my backyard. Um which is completely fenced in, like, the freaking six-foot-tall, like, wooden planks on all sides. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't exactly an open thing. Um, and I, like, took it with me, and I actually still have it. Um, I bring it with me everywhere, like, when I move and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, my, my house was really haunted <laughs> when I was little. There was a family there. Oh, my gosh. And I, it was the little girls, and she left it for me to find um, and so she was kind of a companion and she was one of the things that helped me when I started seeing them. Yeah. Because I, again, I, like I saw the fireman, but I could also see her and she was like similar to me. She was, she was older, like, um, older timey. Yeah. She had like a vintage green dress, velvet, emerald. Um, how did this family pass? I don't know. That was before I had any understanding of my gift ability oh whatever you want to call it i wasn't sure if they maybe she or something or someone told you like you know this was my house or we died in here or something no. like that um, there was her mm-hmm. and she was my friend she or i guess that's what she was <laughs> feels weird to say she's my best friend uh, she's my best friend um and then there was her mom who was very quiet and very timid mm-hmm. and she <laughs> we had a long hallway we love long hallways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a really long hallway that if the doors were closed, it was, like, really dark at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was she was very, very timid, and she hung out around the end of the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some... When I first saw her, she scared the shit out of me. She was just standing there, like, in a nightgown. God, Karen. <laughs> and I was, like... I, <laughs> tiny seven-year-old me was, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna pass by here. Yeah. Um, and then there were several times where... 
I've never slept well. So even as a kid, I would, like, get out of bed and go get something and then go back to my room. Yeah. Well, she, like, my room was at the end of the hall. Mm -hmm. And she'd be standing right outside my door. (sighs) And half the time I was, like, still half asleep. So I didn't even... I would, like, be walking, and I'd, like, see her feet, and I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, I'm getting flashbacks of, like, the haunting of Hill House <laughs> you know, on Netflix. She, she was chill. Uh. Um, <laughs> and then occasionally she'd, like, peek around the corner, but she didn't like to be bothered for the most part. Right. Um, and then there was the dad. Mm-hmm. He was mean and aggressive. Jesus. He, he was awful. I think that's why she was so timid. Yeah. Um. One time when I was, I still had my bunk bed. I was sleeping in the top bunk. Uh, and I had a cup mm-hmm. that was, like, on my nightstand that reached up to my, um, like, the top bunk of my bed. Yeah. And it had, like, some tea in it from the day, like, earlier in the day. And it was in the middle of the nightstand. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was trying to go to sleep and I jolted awake. And I felt really scared and really uncomfortable. And I started, like, hyperventilating and I couldn't figure out what oh my the fuck God. was going on. And then the cup flew across the room and hit the other wall and like splashed tea everywhere and i remember i like realized it happened i tried not to freak out because i didn't want anyone to come in because i didn't know if they'd believe me mm-hmm. all they would see is that i'm awake and my cup of tea has been thrown across the room and there's like a mess now yeah so i was like i'm not like i, I didn't scream i'm gonna deal with this um, mm-hmm. and then i just sat there and i didn't move for like 20 minutes and then when I started to calm down, I laid down and I made a point of putting my back to the room mm-hmm. just as a kind of like eight year old fuck you. And then I went to sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there was, I, I, can't, I don't, I never figured out if he was their grandfather or kind of like their helper. Mm-hmm. But it, there was this old man that was there and he was very, very kind. And, um, when I found out that we were moving for the first time in my life from the mm-hmm. house that I grew up in for like 12 years, mm-hmm. um, I was very upset. Mm-hmm. And I laid in bed and I was just crying for like hours and hours and hours. I was crying. And I felt someone tuck the blankets in around my Aww. entire body and then just kind of like pet my hair mm-hmm. and then pat my shoulder. And then there was nothing. And I felt like the bed didn't 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 when he did that. Yeah. And then he was just gone. And you knew that was him. Yeah. It was more of a male presence and that yeah. was him. And it wow. wouldn't have been the dad, so Yeah, obviously not. <laughs> um so yeah. I Thank you for sharing yeah. your story. No, <laughs> Thank you is, for listening. No, of course. Like we, we have listeners that, you know, like to listen to these types of stories and most likely we have listeners that, you know, have your gifts and gone through the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, it's, we were always appreciated to have these stories on our podcast. It's rough a lot. Just any of those of you who are listening and are going through this, it's awful sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Riss <laughs> beeps in agreement. But it's, it's worth it if you can help someone because, you know, one day that might be you. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was telling Riss, and she was kind of horrified with me because she she can't see them as well. She thinks she's seen like one, um, and she was she was asking me about how I deal with seeing them because I, yeah. I told her about the fireman, and I <laughs> I don't like it. She says, um, and I, I I told her at this point I'm kind of numb to it. Nothing, yeah. nothing really shocks me anymore. Nothing which is shocking it's anymore after that bad. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just. 
get through it and know that you're not alone and know that you have a gift even though it's scary and that you can help that's good advice thank you so much Jolene thank you so much A very special thank you to Jolene and the rest of her roommates in Room 101. We know at times that it's a little difficult to share our personal, paranormal, or unexplainable stories with others, and we're very thankful that Jolene and the rest of her roommates were able to share their experiences not only with us, but with you guys. So we thank them. We also want to say another huge thank you to our Patreon members, aka our Holly Weird producers for their donations and support. In keeping this Holly Weird train moving, we also want to say a big welcome to our new Patreon members slash Holly Weird producers. Thank you for Therese Media for increasing your donation. Also, we welcome Natalie Martinez, Kathleen Neal, Tiffany Robinson and Sylvia Gardner. Thank you guys so much for your donations. You not only made Bryce cry, but you also made his stubble cry. He had a beard, shaved it, and because of quarantine, it's kind of growing back, so it's a stubble, and he made it cry. So here we are. If you want to know more about our Patreon page and how to become a Patreon of Hollyweird Paranormal, aka you want to be a Hollyweird producer, then head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Hollyweird Paranormal. There you'll find out more information on how to become a member. Also, for as little as $1 or more a month, you can actually be automatically inducted into becoming a Saturday Night Ghost Club member, which is a bi-weekly podcast where we share true ghost stories that I collect from individuals like yourselves who have a creepy story to tell. Also, you'll be showered with Hollyweird paranormal goodies. Yes, everything from stickers to magnets to pins and even, wait for it, coasters. Yes, Hollyweird paranormal coasters to rest your iced coffee or your tea that's about to be served with the receipts that we're going to deliver for Hollyweird paranormal, guys. If you want to learn more information about the podcast or get caught up on past episodes and seasons, then you can also head on over to our website, hollyweirdparanormal.com. There you can subscribe, connect to your hosts, learn more about myself and Bryce Mitchell-Williams, have a story that you're dying to share, no pun intended, for our Listener's Tales episode, then email them to us at hollyweirdparanormal at gmail. Want to stalk us? Then follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Paranormal or on Twitter at HWP Podcast. And lastly, if you have a little more time, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. It really does help us out a lot, makes us a little more visible, especially for us indie podcasters. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts, then no sweat. You can catch up with our episodes on Android, Google Play, CastBox, Stitcher, Blueberry.net, Spotify, TuneIn, or Player FM, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Okay, friends, till next time, always remember to stay healthy, stay safe, but most of all, stay Holly Weird. Till next time, friends. <laughs>